Hey, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Daniel. And I'm Wes. It's Wes. Wes, Wes is back. Wes You're is awesome. Back. Book Club Member. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's good yeah, to have you here. Yeah. This is great. This is great. Friendship. Uh, this right? this reoccurring episode with Wes is going to be great. I'm just like, I'm so excited. <laughs> he it, is. It's like a, I can see him. You know, the, the classical conditioning type of thing, like you pair one thing with another. So yeah. pairing Wes with talking about Baltimore every single yeah. week is like, now I just get excited every time I talk to Wes because it's just, I've associated <laughs> with him with just cool comics and Wait, good don't stuff. you mean you get excited when you read baltimore because it reminds you of west there you go <laughs> and that too <laughs> i have two legs and i don't carry any weapons ever <laughs> <laughs> but you're a diving master so you have your own set of skills too you're a diving master yeah. that's pretty cool did i already know that about you <laughs> um i think so i don't know that's pretty cool yeah. right on <laughs> yeah thanks guys <laughs> So I wanted to mention we're on Apple Podcasts finally. Oh man, yes. finally! People would not shut the fuck up about that. So now you can you can shut the fuck up about it. I listened to the last episode on Apple Podcast. Oh, good. There you go. How did it come you. out? Is it good? It came out That's, like yeah. technically. I mean, like, was there any issues or it was fine? I had zero issues. Great. There you go. So. Everyone should have zero issues now. And you should also have zero issues with leaving us a review. Hey, Five stars. Hey. We have no reviews. So now on you this. You do. Oh, well, now we do have some reviews. Aw. Matt Strackbein was on there. He was on there right away with a review. Aw, Matt Strackbein. Oh, man. That's awesome. Okay, Aubrey, you're going to have to pull that up. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Thank you, Wes, for, great. for mentioning that. I haven't even looked. Yeah, I wanted to write one. And I like, so I listened to it on Spotify. I didn't have any problem with listening to the episodes before. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, and Matt was on there right away. Boom with the Aww, with the review. Nice. We got three ratings. Aww. Oh, awesome! Okay. But only one review. Well, that's sweet. Very good, very good. I also want to shout out to the great Ross Radke. Ross Radke, book club member. That's right. Yes. Book club member. So Ross did he did our new logo, and then he did like a autumnal color. He did, yeah. He one. did two yeah, that versions. Was cool. Yeah, that was very that nice. That was very nice. Very sweet. It was so very sweet. We so really much. appreciate that, Ross. He he came up with that so quickly too, which I was I was really impressed because yeah. it looks great. I think it looks great. So he continues nice. to good. be a, a solid friend. Yeah. He shouted us out on his social media. The excellent Hellboy Book Club podcast is branching out to cover a wider range of comics. I highly recommend giving them a follow and catching up on the back catalog. They've done an amazing job bringing together a positive fan community. And Ross is a big part of that. That's so the thank number you. one goal. So yes, yeah, we awesome. appreciate that. I also want to thank all the raffle winners and the donors. Yeah, yes. Yes. Congratulations, um, everyone. Yeah. So all the raffle winners have been contacted. Everybody's prizes have been claimed. They're going out this weekend. Some of them have already gone out. Um, so I really want to thank the great Richard Pace. Yes. He donated thank that you. amazing yeah. piece. And that's going to one of our awesome winners. Um, he's sending that out. And mega, mega shout out to Clayton Schofield. Clayton Schofield. Book club member. Yeah. Yeah. All around solid guy because not only did he donate that sketchbook, but he got us in touch with Richard Pace yes. who donated another piece. And it was just who so drew it awesome. live. He drew that live on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So it was very cool. But everyone who donated money to this um, raffle, you know, your money is going to a great cause. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts down here yeah. in hell. 
and or Texas. We yes. really appreciate it. And the people who are going to benefit from what the Lilith Fund provides, they, there's these people who really need it. And so yeah. that's yeah. we really appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much. And if you won, congratulations. If you didn't win, we still really appreciate your amazing donations. Yeah, thank you for and your support yeah. and your donations. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? And I was glad that we were able to raise some money. And I'm glad that some people were able to win some awesome stuff. Everybody was really excited. Yeah. One of the winners, Thomas Kovac. Thomas Kovac. Book club winner. Ah, there you go. Awesome. That. We're all winners in the book club. Yes. Here. <laughs> he was like, I, I never win anything. And I was like, well, now we you broke did. your streak there of you winning, go. of never winning things. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again, everybody, for your support. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. <laughs> We really need to learn how to harmonize, though, because that's not. Maybe I get to help. This is where. This okay, is please. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to help. <laughs> get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Regarding our discussion of Mr. Higgins Comes Home from uh, our episode two weeks ago, Jerry Turnbull. Jerry Turnbull. Book club member. There you go. Yes. He shared some more awesome artwork that he has from Warwick. Um, so he has a couple of commissions. And one of them is, I think, like a Sherlock Holmes piece or something like that. Really oh, cool nice. stuff that he's got from Warwick, uh, Warwick Johnson Cadwell. So thanks for sharing those on our social media, Jerry. Thanks for sharing that. Regarding our discussion of Harrow County, I want to thank Mark Tweedell for coming on the show. Absolutely, For that excellent yeah. discussion. That was so great. Did you listen to that episode, Wes? Yes, I'm super stoked for Harrow County, and I'm super stoked that Mark Tweedell is, is going to be doing it with you guys. Yeah. Oh, he's, man. He's, he's brought it up on so many chats. Like, he's brought it up in so many places. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's that a big true. fan of that book, and he knows so much about it. He's got, like, the inside track to all the storylines and everything, so... Yeah, he's the perfect guy to have on for that. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. I'm excited for it. We heard from Jules Oliveros. Jules Oliveros. Book club member. Yes. He said, ah, I just started reading this, and it's turning out to be one of my all-time favorite horror comics, and you have Mark on board? We'll listen to this as soon as I finish up Mr. Higgins. You guys are on a roll. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much. And don't forget to follow his page, Comics Reader. That's with K's instead of C's. Um, but he's got a cool Instagram page where he talks about comics. So make sure to check him out, too. Cool. Wait, so it's K's, multiple K's in that phrase? Yeah, because it's comics has two C's. And so it's two K's instead of C's? That's correct. Why? Uh, probably because C's were taken on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Branding, okay. branding purposes. <laughs> branding, okay, got it. We uh, also got a Hey You Damn Guys from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. I enjoy the new podcast and look forward to being able to listen to you talk about a wider range of comics. As much as I love the Mignolaverse, it's just one tiny corner of comics and there is so much more to explore. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out about the logo. Always happy to contribute Aww. to the book club. Although I didn't think about the fact that now I have to look at it every time a new episode <laughs> drops. Oh no. <laughs> one of those. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, I had a few questions I thought it might be fun for everyone. You could uh, do them rapid fire or maybe cover some of the answers in future episodes. Here they are. Oh, fun little interview. Oh, okay. Time. Here That's we got some cool. questions. All, All right. right. You're going to be in on this, Wes. Yeah. Right. So number one is, what is your earliest comic book memory? Okay. Who wants to go first? John? <laughs> <laughs> My earliest comic book memory? Um, I, I don't know. I guess like 
I, I started reading like ancillary comics first. Sure. Like I was re I would go to the library and I would check out all the collected versions of the Sunday cartoons. Oh sure. The okay. Calvin and Hobbes and stuff like that. Oh and, like, yeah, Peanuts is Calvin and Hobbes because if if Calvin know. and Hobbes counts, then yes, that's the first comic I remember. But, but I but I would read them like in a trade. You know what I mean? Sure, like in a yeah, trade version. Or like I would read like Cracked and like Mad Magazine and it's like are those really comics? Are those? Yeah, I think probably my older brother had comics. He had like X-Men comics, you yeah. know, I, I distinctly remember one of the first covers that I ever remember is the one where fucking like Storm looks dead or whatever. Oh, and they're geez. like, what did you do to Storm or something like that? It's yeah. like a Jim Lee cover sure. or something. It says it's an uncanny X-Men issue or something like that. Um, I would have been like 10 years I think old that's when that a, came out. Um, yeah. Mark Silvestri cover. Oh, maybe it's Mark Silvestri. I'm sorry. No, I think that's the first Jim Lee cover. I'm going to fight you on this. All anyway, right, listen. I am uh, not that convinced don't have time this for answer. This. <laughs> that's probably one of the one of the first. I don't know. Yeah. Look, I don't if, know. if Calvin and Hobbes collected counts, then yeah, that's everyone's first yeah, comic. Yeah, memory. I don't know. But uh, yeah, probably, that, that, probably some of those early okay. uh, X-Men covers from the late 80s. What about you, Aubrey? Okay, so like I was a really big fan of the Transformers when I was like, you know, like every 10-year-old kid in the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One day, like, um, it was like late at night, my brother comes home and we share a room together and he goes, hey, I picked this up at the store today and it was issue five of the Transformer comic and it's got Shockwave on it. And oh, nice. He's burned into the wall, all are dead. And oh, like, that, I have that one. That's a great yeah, cover. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of like my for earliest int- memory of thinking, I think I might want to check out these comics. Sure. And then about four years later, I probably did. Right on, right on. <laughs> That's cool. Earliest comic book memory. I would have to be a super little kid. My dad had a lot of comics I would rifle through, but it was all weird shit, like heavy metal. I was a very small, young child, so I obviously didn't get any of that. I was like, what is this? This looks weird. People would give me like Sonic the Hedgehog comics or whatever, because I like playing Sonic on the oh, Sega Genesis. Cool. Yeah, I was a big fan yeah. of Sonic too. Stuff like that. I don't know. I must have been like six years old when comics came up on my radar. I don't remember a lot of it since my memory is trash. But like, you know, X, you know, you pick up X-Men and you pick up whatever. Yeah. It's probably X because I would watch a lot of cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So then you you look at the comics and you're like, oh, I remember this from a cartoon. And you'd pick it up and be like, X-Men, I know who that is, kind of. And you're like, what's this weird guy? I've never seen this guy before. And you get, yeah. you get hooked. Yeah, I started into comic books. I have an older brother who's five years older than me. So like he he we had a comic book store that was I don't know like down the street across oh, nice. a, like a five lane highway. Oh, not so nice. <laughs> not 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 so good. But honestly, like my biggest memory, I remember him being into comic books, and it was like a forbidden, like I couldn't touch his comic books, so that's all oh. I wanted, right? Oh. And, oh. and then we had a book fair, and we had like an editor from Marvel because I was like 20, 30 minutes outside of new york and like or somebody they said i don't know i don't remember this could also be like how you like fantasize and build it up in your head sure but Mm -hmm. right marvel came to our book fair when i was in elementary school and they came with spider-man like spider-man was there a marvel representative with a spider-man came to your high school you know your your elementary school book fair yeah it was a book fair and they like gave us pins and i got a spider-man pin and there i was i was spider-man fan for life yeah. Ever since nice. that would do it, that like would definitely do it. They gave us a free comic book, they gave us a pin, you know, and that was it. And I was, I don't know, it was like first, second grade. I was young. Do you so, remember um, who the artist was or what was the story going on during that time? I don't remember the comic book at all. I remember the <laughs> pin, I remember meeting like that's my nice. first comic book. Yeah, maybe, maybe it doesn't count as a first comic book memory. 
Um, no, I think that definitely um, counts. That definitely yeah, counts. Yeah, absolutely. The what elementary was, school book fair, by yeah, the way, was always amazing. the number one event of the year. So Plus, that's a that's Spider-Man, a good memory. Yeah, I was going to say. Spider-Man was there and they, yeah. they gave you a pin, you oh, would yeah. remember it. Yeah, forever. it was already a big okay. event. But if so, that happened, that's so a big deal. I have to ask you this. Where, where is the, what happened to the pin? <laughs> the pin is on, I have this bunny stuffed animal that I also had for a long time. And it's an earring in that bunny. You That's still have awesome. it. He's got it. Wow. You in that stuffed animals here. That's yeah. a powerful talisman. You got to send me a picture of that. That's pin. incredible. I got to see this pin. That's amazing. Incredible. It's just better. I have to go to my parents' house and get it. That's it's great. Just, no, bother your parents, <laughs> mom and dad. Go take a picture. Do you of this remember? <laughs> go find <laughs> my Spider-Man. buddy and get his take a picture of his ear. For I absolutely my podcast. want to hear this phone conversation as well. I need you to call them up on the podcast while we're here. There's color left in the pin it's just white like it's Amazing. just white but like the black lines of spider-man's head were all like that's engraved great. so it's just the black lines it's all and, and a that's white awesome wow. so it's fantastic four costume <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. yeah it's white isn't it is it not yeah what i'm if? right <laughs> my first comic book was uncanny x-men that i took from my brother or something like that yeah <laughs> nice yeah. ross also asked what is the comic that got you hooked okay Ah, okay. Um, so I have a little, I have a little story. I'll make this really quick. Um, but this is kind of funny. My, one of my cousins worked at a little like convenience store place, like downtown. Sure. And my mom would send us up there and she would like basically look the other way and just let us steal a bunch of shit. Oh shit. Okay. This is really bad. I shouldn't be telling the story, but it's great. And, um, (laughs) and they had comics there. Okay. So like I had just seen some comics. My older brother had some comics. And so it's like, what are you going to get? And obviously you're going to get like candy and stuff like that. But it's like, I want to get stuff that's going to last. You know what I mean? That I'm going to be able to like do something. Candy's a cheap high. I want (laughs) to get something that's going to fucking last, man. Yes, exactly. And so I just grabbed a bunch of comics. And in there was Spider-Man number one by Todd McFarlane. It was just, it was just coming out and that issue was there and it was in the bag. So you go, I'm getting this, whatever it's in a bag. That's important. That's a thing. It had like collector's item on it or whatever. So I take this thing home and I read it and I'm like, okay, where is number two of this? Yeah. So then my dad, so I I started bothering my dad enough where he's like, (laughs) finds this comic book store this place was it was called the dungeon yes it's not it's not there anymore um in san antonio and it was like a seedy yeah man the guy was mean and yes (laughs) and everything and jack nicholson gift and i'm this little guy coming in there asking for the topic from spider-man and i'm sure like i was like the millionth kid that he had to deal with but like he showed me where they were and i got two and three two and three had already come out and I was like, that's it. I was that's reading it. this stuff now. And, and to was, this day, Spider-Man is your number one, a guy. Well, probably. I mean, I, I've read a lot of Spider-Man. Not, I don't know if he's my Todd McFarlane one. is your Spider-Man artist. Like that's your, well, this is that your might, thing. That might lead into one of the other questions. But anyway, I'll let somebody else go. Comic got me hooked. I, I was in eighth grade. Uh, this kid had an X Factor. It was the last issue of the Inferno run. Uh, the arts by... Walt Simons and the I like how you Louise just remember Simons. all of this. I, I would do anything to have a memory like this. Well, I got Louis Simon to sign it. Um, at fucking that is so cool. Comic Con, yeah. yeah. Comic Con, nice. yeah. yeah. Not not the actual issue, like the trade that it's in. Sure, that's cool though. Uh, but um, 
I was like, man, we're looking at this. And I was like, hey, I, I remember the X-Men. And then yeah. like, because this was X-Factor. But then I went to the grocery store and there was this X-Men comic. And it's the one where Donald Pierce has got the dogs. It's the one right after Wolverine is on the X. Oh, and right. The green background. Right. Yeah. You've, you've showed me that. Yeah, issue. Yeah. 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 I know which cover uh, you're talking about. So and then like my, my dad took us to the comic book store right after that. And that's kind of what got me started. Yeah. This place was actually it was kind of like it was this one place called Comics Unlimited. And it was kind of like that dungeon thing. But then they moved to another location and changed their name to Camelot Books. And it was kind of like Bedrock. Oh, OK. <laughs> that's cool. yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it had to be X-Men, although I'd be hard pressed to tell you exactly what issue right. it was. Like I said, my memory is absolute trash and it definitely bothers me, but I can't dwell on that. I got to make my peace with that. It's probably X-Men or Doctor Strange or something like that. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I had these super clear yeah. memories like you do. I just uh, X-Men, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm exactly with you, Danielle. I don't remember what specific comic I wish book I, I could. I wish I could. There's Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, but it was definitely like X-Men got me hooked. Yeah. I X-Men think X-Men is hooked. a lot of people's like gateway drug, you yeah, know, the yeah. more people I talk to. Yeah. The nineties. I mean, it was X-Men was, I mean, Wolverine was awesome, but I, like, I always loved Spider-Man. So Spider-Man was something that I always like when I went, it made, Spider-Man was probably the first comic book I, bo- I bought, but I couldn't tell you what, which one. And Todd McFarlane was totally my artist. Like oh, I yeah. loved sure. Todd McFarlane. Definitely. So I actually have but, a similar Spider-Man story. Like I was at a, fair once and there was a guy and he was just a spider-man giving away spider-man comics and it was the todd mcfarlane stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, they really were pushing that they were which is you know good good for them yeah, yeah but x-men like there's just such there's just this huge appeal about it to a kid that's like oh they're weird i'm weird they're oh, yeah, all right. weird together though that's cool like the and you can have whatever powers you get to get together with your friends like oh if you could have an x-men power what would your x-men power be or whatever you know and that's a fun I would be thing. Told. Sure, there you go. Like you get together with your friends and it the but that's absolutely endless. Like the options. Yes, Toad. Now make yourself useful. Go play in an airlock. Alright, mister. You know, it's yeah. not yeah. like Power Rangers. Well, there's five of us, so you fuck off. You know, like you can you can have a team of like a hundred <laughs> kids playing and they're all a different X-Men. Yeah. You know, like that's uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, it doesn't surprise me for that me, you're also Nin- like X Men. For me, it was Ninja Turtles. We've already got four, so you exactly. Have to be you got to be April. You got to be the Fly, dude. Baxter, Baxter. Men. Yeah, you got to be whoever. And I don't want to be Krang. You know, I want to be. You don't want to be a brain and a giant. Yeah, I want to be body. Phoenix, or I want to be. You know, I want to be Shredder. But <laughs> <laughs> you could be anybody. You could be. You could have any powers. You could even make up your own shit, and it would be like, yeah, that's that's fine. You know, you could make up your own shit and it would be fine. So, yeah, I think X-Men was a really good gateway yeah. drug for a lot of kids. Nice. Yeah. And I got into Doctor Strange. I get into all the weird mystic, like the weird cosmic shit and, and all that. And it, it brushes with a lot of that. Oh, man. Batman was 89 was coming out that year, too, when I got into comics. So I also got into a bunch of Batman. OK, shit that time. right on. Yeah. Like one of the first stories I ever read was year one. Yeah. Oh, OK. Wow. Nice. Number three, what is the first comic you bought for the creator creators rather than the character's title? So I think I kind of already alluded to this, but Todd McFarlane was like, he was like, I I was just buying everything that he did. You know what I mean? He was doing Spider-Man. I was buying that. Then it was Spawn and all that. And then um, when he started fading off Spawn, then he started doing like Haunt. Remember he was doing something like that? Yeah. I would check that out. I mean, Todd McFarlane. I know that's, I wish I had a cooler answer. I don't know if that's a cool answer. Um, I I still love Todd McFarlane. Yeah, I still great. buy I still buy a bunch of his stuff. I still check out Spawn occasionally. 
and stuff like that. I'm still buying into Todd all McFarlane that. is iconic, and he's his his shit is incredibly on oh, point. I just like, bought the stuff he's been doing. I just bought the death metal bat cycle. It's great. If you guys follow me on social media, I bought it just for the sole reason of putting my Mezco 110. When you on see there. Todd McFarlane's yeah. name on something, that's a quality thing. Yeah, like that's yeah. you know he's what I mean? built his whole brand, so that's absolutely awesome. his his brand produces quality shit. Yeah, like Marvel didn't let him do stuff that he wanted to do, so he went and did yeah. whatever he wanted and built an empire it's a baller like, move yeah no I, <laughs> I i still following him on social media i like i love todd mcfarland he's yeah. he's one of my first he's, artists you know <laughs> and he's inspirational like he's into sports like I, there's i don't always meet comic book e people that are into sports like he likes sports i mean he's he's smart he kept his head down and worked like oh know. yeah he really did w- would that be your answer too wes yeah that's 100 percent my answer yeah, it was Todd McFarlane. But like, I don't know, born in the 80s and, you know, so. Yeah. I think that's just, that maybe goes with it. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I have to say the same is, you know, not just Todd McFarlane, like the whole image cast. Yeah, you know, for real. McFarlane, Jim Lee, hell, even Rob Liefeld. <laughs> even Rob Liefeld, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I uh, checked out Youngblood. Fucking, I, I still got my Youngblood number one. <laughs> maybe we should just move on. Uh, but yeah, so early image stuff is the first creator stuff I ever got. It would have to be probably a Frank Quitely project because I really like Frank Quitely. And every time I see his art, I'm like, that's probably good. And I just pick it up. Oh, yeah, I don't even yeah. care what it is. Yeah. Or maybe one of the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale team ups because they consistently were yeah, putting out yeah. stuff that I liked. And yeah, I, yeah. I love looking at it and I love reading it. And so yeah. that's good shit. You never would go wrong with stuff like that. So I would always just pick it up if I saw it. I didn't care what it was. Oh, uh, number four is what was a comic you took a chance on not knowing if you'd like it that opened up a new world for you? Hellboy. Yeah. I mean, that's the de- very, that's definitely the on the nose answer. You know, it's hard to come up with another answer. I didn't know anything about it. John was like, read it, read it, yeah. read it, read it. Well, you have to read it. You get to read it. When are you going to read it? Let's read it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. Well, and I was. And yeah. Well, and I think I've told the story before. My brother showed me the cover to Seed of Destruction number three, mm. where it has Rasputin. Mm-hmm. And he's in the right. robe and there's the fucking Sadu him behind him and Hellboy's on the ground. And he was like, look at this. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. You know what I mean? Uh that was, and I mean, look at all, you know, look at everything, how obsessed we've become with it since then. Well, so, and it, yeah. it did, it opened up a whole new world for yeah. me. And, so, yeah, so I mean, and then we're doing this podcast and it's a whole thing now. I mean, if I had to pick something other than that, it'd probably be like something like Mad Men, you know, or something like that, where yeah. I, you know, um, I actually picked up some Mad Men in the middle because there's so many different arcs of it. And it's like, first this run came out and then this, and then it's renumbered and then it's like, whatever, but. Um, then I went back and read all the other Mad Men shit, and now pretty much whatever Mike Alred puts out, I'll buy. Right. Um, yeah. So that's something else that I kind of took a chance on because I didn't really know what it was, but I like that stylized way that he does his work, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So shit. I mean, like I read about Fables, and so I took a chance on that. Um, Invincible, but um, shit, you're talking about Michael Alred reminded me of um, Ecstatic. Um, he mm. took like Mike Alred and. Christopher um, Chris Milligan. Yeah, they took over X Force or Peter Milligan. Peter Milligan. Yes, they took over X Force and then they from they, the Rob Liefeld yeah, '90s shit. Yeah, yes. and it's just this whole weird team, and then they changed the name to Ecstatic. And fuck, that's probably like the weirdest thing I ever took a chance on. Maybe. Yeah, or these random comics my little brother used to get out of brown bags. <laughs> <laughs> 
but none of that shit stuck. Another kind of weird answer would maybe be like Charles Burns stuff. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, like that's yeah. like, you know, like I yes. want, like I just kept seeing black hole everywhere. Yeah. And I would oh, just, he would so always good. recommend it. And then like now I, Charles you know, Burns, now I'm iconic. trying to read all his stuff. And like, I even bought this stuff that's in, it's but in now French. I have we're, to learn French. Now we're learning French. Now I have to learn French to yeah. read this new Charles Burns stuff that's coming out right now. So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's another Charles Burns. Absolutely. Took a chance on that. And I really like that weird shit. No, that's like, he's iconic. man. What about you, Wes? Any, uh, took a chance on. Take a chance. I mean, I, a lot of them, a lot of things that I took a chance on paid out. Like you said, fables, Aubrey, that was a good one. I mean, goon, oh, yeah. goon brought me back to Hellboy, like Hellboy. I tried out and like, I was gifted a trade at Hellboy and goon sort of brought me back in there. You know what I mean? And then I went in further. So and it's hard for me to not think about goon, but. Um, like Walking Dead, I felt like I took a chance on oh, when that so came good. out. Paid it, that like really paid out. Yeah. But there was some, like anything Neil Game, like Neil Game, and I felt like I took a chance on. And then like with um, Sandman, and that was, and then now, and then I was like, whatever Neil Gaiman comes out with, I'm going to read. So Sandman uh, was yeah. a good one. And that paid I need out. To get really well. Sandman. What story from any other medium would you most like to see adapted into a comic? Who would draw it? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, I'd do any Stephen King book. Like, get like I don't know. Like, I would do a lot of Stephen King books. Oh yeah. yeah that 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 was you know it's funny that you said that because that's what I was thinking. One of my favorite books is Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King, and it's such a good and, book. It, and it's interesting because it's a fantasy book. It's not necessarily a horror book, although there are horror elements to it. And I would love to okay. see an illustrated version of that. And like at the heart of it, it's like of a, a lonely prince trapped in a tower. You know what I mean? Like there is a lot yeah. of cool, fantastic imagery that you could do with that. You know, I mean, obviously it would be awesome to see someone like Mignola do that. Um, but I'm thinking of like, uh, but I'm thinking of like somebody just off the wall. Like I always loved Art Adams. I, when I was When I was thinking about these oh, questions okay. from Ross, like, that was another artist in the 90s. Like, I, it didn't matter what book he was working on. I would just pick it up because I love the way his style is. And now he just does covers. I would love to see him yeah. do interiors on something. He has such a weird style, such an interesting style um, to take on something like that. I would love, I don't know. I want to see, okay, so Sphere by Michael Crichton was, such I loved that book. book. I, okay, I was obsessed with reading anything Michael Crichton wrote as a child because like obviously jurassic park gateway drug to michael crichton when you're a kid right yeah i watched that movie every fucking day i was like oh there's a book read the book picked up every single book i was reading way above my level just because of michael crichton so sphere incredible really fucking weird book i love that book that movie was dog shit i'm sorry i love like the actors in it are i love them i don't know you know i mean no i know uh i was hoping it would be better i loved all those actors like a fucking uh, what's his name? Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. He's great. That movie was not good, and so it just didn't do it justice. I would love to see maybe Mike Allred take a crack at it, Ooh. or uh, or I mean, even Frank Wiley. He does a lot of weird cosmic shit, right? I mean, that would be cool. Oh, yeah. Or Ross Radke could do it justice. Yeah. Even I mean, oh, I think man. that Ross yeah. Radke could absolutely do that justice. Um, I also love Patrick Rothfuss's like Name of the Wind, Wise Man's Fear, all that stuff. But I don't know who you get to draw that. Someone who likes punishment. Because right. those books are huge. Yeah. They just are just so, there's so much to it. 
Um, someone who can handle a lot of motion and dynam- dynamic action, but someone who's also cool with doing a lot of boring shit also. Right, right. So I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved Felipe Andrade, who did that like magic comic that we Oh, yeah, yeah. But I like my picks. I like Mike Allred, and I like Frank Whiteley, and I like Ross Radke. So yeah. I think well, I, any of those guys Good could deal. do those, those things justice. Oh man. Okay, so you guys got some good answers. Okay, I was thinking like maybe like the book Silence of the Lambs, not the movie, but the book. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. I've never by, uh, actually read that. It's actually 90% the same as the movie. Okay, wow. <laughs> that's a good but I mean that's I love it. It's that's a good book, um, but, um that's a good um that's high praise for the movie then because uh, that's that usually never happens. But maybe it was art like by somebody like Lawrence Campbell or um oh. Alex oh. Malieve or something oh, like what that. About, um... Oh, Alex Malieve. Yes. That's another but, one that I But then buy. like, uh, yeah. Wes, when you said uh, Stephen King, all of a sudden I'm, I'm thinking like maybe it with the Fumara brothers. Who's the guy oh, who did all the wow. squiggly art that I liked from BPRD? Oh, Guy Davis. Yeah, Guy Davis. Uh, he Don't do you think? Anymore, no, though. that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, but like, well, well, this dream, is a fantasy answer to a fantasy art. question. Yeah, 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 we could get him if it's in our fantasies. We could put him in there. Sure. It's like maybe a classical thing that like is really hard to read. Like, I don't uh-huh. know, like Dante's. I know, just make it a comic book. So oh, I can yeah. do that. Yeah, I was thinking about. I was also thinking about. I think I, someone already attempted to do that with those engravings. <laughs> I think it was like, you know, this is kind of dense. Let me put some engravings in here. Yeah, I was thinking that there's probably also like people have attempted stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. What about something really off the wall? Like, what about like Nine Inch Nails Year Zero in comic book form? Oh, that would be dope. There as is shit. a story to that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. That would be fucking dope, Aubrey. That's a good ass idea. Fucking, who do you get to do the art? Man, man. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Corbin. I'm gonna be thinking about that one. That's good. It's yeah. a fantasy, right? So yeah, get, it's re- yeah. I'm um, Corbin. Uh, like he, what oh, he just died. He did. Yeah. Uh, boy story oh, yeah. did he did? I mean, he did all of he, like he did a lot of heavy metal stuff. But he, yeah, um, he did crooked metal. I'm crooked man. Crooked right metal. there, you go. But David Mac, we get David mm. Mac to do that. David Mac, that's yeah, another man. good. That's another. He does good covers pack. now because he can. But you know what? This is a fantasy yeah, football yeah. thing, so we can just get him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> nice. With, how about anything with Merlin? Like. The sword in the stone or something like that oh know. yeah yeah that would yeah. be some good there's stuff. a lot of that already this goes on yeah there probably is you're totally right i was gonna probably say no sorry go ahead i don't know I, I was being mean i said there's probably a reason why i haven't read any of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't well, i don't know like uh, yeah maybe i should look and give it a try and it might pay out like the previous question yeah i was gonna say Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because I just read that, but Ooh. I'm sure that people have done. There's that. probably a lot. There, there probably yeah. have been some. So yeah. I don't know. Well, there have been a hundred like movies and yeah. TV shows about Merlin as well, but like no one ever sees any of them because, like you said, they're trash. <laughs> yeah, but these are your fantasy. Like, who would exactly? You want to yeah, see who would you want to do it? Yeah, these stories. Yeah, because you know, like you don't want to fantasize about. Well, there's a crap story that right. I don't want to read. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, my, I would love Mike Mignola to do an Arthurian legend. Sure, which oh, that'd be cool. He kind of did. He kind of did, didn't he? Awesome. That was a great question. Questions. Thank you, Ross. And thank you again for the logo. Very sweet. We should post these questions online so people can answer them. Oh, yeah. Book Club members. Let us know. We should do that. Got a Hey Damn Guys from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book Club member. Christopher Egan says, oh, boy, I'm listening now. Love hearing you guys talk about it. This was a series that was always on my radar, but because it seemed to me to have a fairly random release schedule, I decided to wait for the trades. 
And then I wasn't sure if or when it was ending. So then I ended up reading them as the library editions came out. And I'm so glad I did. Dark Horse just does those big editions perfectly. Now uh, I have to reread them with the Crook's score. <laughs> the tone of this book is so perfectly autumnal while also including real terror, gore, heart, and humor, both dark and light. I was thinking the same thing. I got to reread these books with the score now. I'm like, I got to read this while listening to the score. You know, I went to go check out the Bandcamp. I also linked in the show notes, and I'll link it in this one, too. Um, it's a free download. Oh, nice. So you don't even, like, there's not even an option to pay for it. <laughs> like, it's just, like, download it. So, cool. Uh, Chris Freegan continues, always happy to hear Mark on the show, always guaranteed to make me do a spit take. And again, stupidly smile and try not to laugh like an idiot while doing my cardio at the gym. <laughs> my heart did skip a full beat when I thought he was saying Scream was a bad movie, but yes, it is a bad one to start with when you have no reference for the genre. Cry laughing emoji here. <laughs> uh, also, I'm sorry I can't remember if you said you'd seen this or just took it as a recommendation. Over the Garden Wall is perfect and can be watched in one sitting if you so choose. Yeah, I think we have been recommended So many that. people have recommended that. We, we got to get around to that we yeah. haven't gotten around to it really, you guys gotta watch that one we're gonna watch, have it. To watch it we will perfect halloween it's such a good halloween excellent and as we all know halloween lasts from october 1st all the way to november what like 20th or something yeah like that. there so, you go uh love these <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> love these spooky time book reads it's a book club it's a book, book club. club it's a book club all <laughs> caps here thank you so much christopher for that one i got one thank you christopher i got another one over here it's oh yeah book. go ahead I got a Hey You Damn Guys here from Cody Dolan. Cody Dolan. Book club member. Yes. Book club question. Are y'all oh. doing just completed stories or will you talk about volume one of an ongoing series? It's oh. a good question, actually. I don't okay. know. I mean, I it, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Like, I, There's some stuff that I want to discuss that only has one volume. Sure, um, and there yeah. might be another one down the and line. We don't know. So we don't know. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean... Um, then again, like, what if it turns out to be not great? What if it turns? But but if you've read that one, if that if right. we're going to cover that one volume and it's good, then it's like sure, that's all you need to really cover. You don't have to come back and cover. We don't have to come back and cover good. if it's yeah. not okay. If it's not good, uh, Cody Dolan continues. I ask because I read Ultra Mega Volume One yesterday. Thanks, Bedrock Sale. Shout out to Bedrock. Oh, Bedrock, our local comic yeah. book store. He yeah. says, uh, and it was rad. I just had to tell someone about this uh, comic I read that seemed to be an Ultraman homage with a gigantic hero fighting equally gigantic kaiju and then delivered something completely off the rails that had me saying out loud to an empty room, what in the damn hell? Yes. That sounds awesome. So, you know, that's a good question. Um, uh, if we're just doing completed stories or if we'll, we'll talk about volume one of an ongoing series with nothing else out. So that's something to think about. Yeah, I'm so glad for you to mention uh, several things. Uh, one is Bedrock City, our local comic book store. We love Bedrock. Who also do online. They uh, do every online Wednesday. Online sales every Wednesday live on their yeah. store. So if you're and even Check if you're not out. in Houston, you can still uh, participate in their awesome sales. They got some cool books up to it. It's, really it's awesome the books, books that they have, have up on the wall. Yeah, usually it's those. They have, a, so. they, they have wall books for days. He also mentioned Ultra Mega. Ultra so Mega. Those of us who have been with the Hellboy Book Club, we all know James Heron. James Heron um, is awesome artwork. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, Ultra Mega is James Heron's creator-owned book. It's oh, his. Yeah, like nice. this is my thing. Okay. And nice. and all the issues are like these thick little books. And the action is yeah. incredible, and it's just and yes, you stand up at some point and you go, "What the hell? What the hell is this? What the hell is happening?" <laughs> and it and yeah. it leaves and it leaves you at it, it. It satisfies the read, but it also leaves you going like it's like Little Bird, where it leaves you going like, "What yeah. is going to happen next?" Right. You know what I mean? There's going to be more right. to this. 
So yeah, I, Little Bird is one that I would love to cover, and that and has a sequel that well, hasn't yeah. even come out yet. You know, what I mean, it it might be terrible, um, but uh, but hopefully it'll be good because uh, you've mentioned Little Bird, you've mentioned Murder Falcon. Yeah. These are all books that we've read the first volume of it, and we're waiting for more. So yeah. you know what? I'd, we can yeah. go ahead and say, but yeah, Ultra Mega, if it passes I would muster. love to cover that. Did you read Ultra Mega already, Wes? No, it's in my pile. I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, but see, I've been, I. Like, there's three issues out, right? So wait, or is there five issues? Out? I think it's he four issues. I'm not sure that yeah, make because because I think the trade is already out though. Yeah, the first arc is out, and I have read that. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, go get it out of your read pile, Wes. Bump it to the front of the line. Right here, I'll have it in front of me right now. I got all four right here. Bam. Nice. There you go. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Cody Dolan. We also heard from Clayton Schofield. Clayton Schofield. Book club member. Yes. Regarding Harrow County, I only have the first trade. I think it's time to pick up the rest. I imagine that the two omnibus set is the way to go for affordability and excluding digital. Mm. Um, So the two omnibus set is out. It's also on Comixology and they're nice little, you know, I have the first omnibus of it. It's a great way to pick up the Harrow County stuff. Great way to stay in shape. Great way to stay in shape and also to support the books. You know what I mean? Um, I hope that people are, are running out and, and buying these books or, you know, gain them on the digital and stuff like that if you don't already have them. Although it yeah. sounds like we're reading stuff that's in everybody's wheelhouse already. But, you know, you know, we'll be getting to stuff that maybe you haven't read. So awesome. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. This week we're talking about Baltimore. We're back talking about Baltimore, the plague ships, issues three through five, which were published from October to December 2010. Written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden. Art by Ben Stenbeck. Colors by Dave Stewart. And letters by Clem Robbins. All your favorites are back. All your favorites are back. I want to mention, uh, before we get into it on the last episode, on our last Baltimore episode, we mentioned the the ballet that it was based on. The Steadfast Tin Soldier. Yes. And then I put an excerpt of the music in there. I just want to mention that the Steadfast Tin Soldier is a poem. And so the ballet is based on that story. But the ballet is choreographed by George Balanchine to Bizet's Jeu de Efanza. I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that because I didn't give the that song credit on the last episode. I mean, we get a beautiful cover by Mike Mignola again. I think all the covers pretty much set the tone for the story. You don't I'm have the covers, it. right? No, I'm looking at the sepia tone one right now. Yeah, this is amazing. But I, I again, like, why do they take the color out for the omnibus version? The opening page, we're back on, like, the um, the camp, this, the church where, like, all the wounded soldiers are being pulled and worked on. Triage is is a camp. It's like uh, degrees of urgency for wounded or ill patients. So that's what that word stands for. Soldiers are talking above in the, in the watchtower. If this keeps up, we're going to be the only ones left. Not me. Come morning, I'm off for home, one of the soldiers says. This war is over. The men in charge don't know it yet. The plague has ended it. Men are putting their guns down, going home to be with their loved ones or die with them. And we follow his cigarette. We get back to that stained glass panel we saw earlier with the Adam and Eve being cast out of wherever. And it brings us back to Baltimore's bed with uh, Haggis 
standing over it, talking to him. Baltimore interrupts him. How can you be here? How are you have a face of a man? We were content to prey upon the dead and dying. But you, you have made war between us. Remember. But it's like interesting, like these are ancient vampires that were happy and content with being in the dark and being yeah. like in the quiet and feeding on the dead. And just the, like, you know, ego pulled him out and started a war, you know, just because he cut his face and took his eye out. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, like you say, like they were just, uh, you know, content and now they're being all petty. <laughs> <laughs> but then you see like, that's like a, I feel like that's a vampire theme. Like, you know, I don't know. Just oh, in the world, right, yeah. you don't insult that's just me, my, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's always like you know, or they ca- get caught up in like love affairs that are. It's just like, come on, are you serious? Like, grow up. Grow I think we all know <laughs> that as far as as far as you know, monsters and ghouls and shit. As far as that goes, vampires are by far the most petty bitches <laughs> of them all, and they live for the drama. So this does not surprise me in the least that he's like, you know what? It's a war now. Just I got bored probably yeah. just for hundreds yeah, of years. Inter- I was doing a thing and now I'm doing another thing. <laughs> yeah. You interrupted my feeding time. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to bring war and you're, and you're going to be the center of it. So he lost his leg and he's recovering here and uh, all the nurses are covered in blood because it's old timey yeah, stuff and we don't care hard. about having blood all over us. Yeah, they're not wearing gloves. They don't have any masks on. No sanitation. I don't know. But yeah, Baltimore falls out of bed. The nurse comes in with a, with a helper. They get him back up on the bed. We get sort of a mood shot. It's like, a, you know, we get the yeah. soldier looking. And then we see, you know, he's covered in the plague. And it and it freaks out Baltimore. Is well, that's the beginning it. of the, the plague, plague, right? I this think so. Beginning. That's where it starts yeah. there. Because he's like, it's a war. And I'm starting a plague war. Right. Is that why they're enclosed in? Like they have him closed in from the rest of them? Because they have the plague and he doesn't like yet? It's a or? little quarantine thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I was wondering about that too. Anyway. I thought it was because he's like a lord, right? And they're like just oh, he gets a private area. Yeah, he's okay. a captain, and they're sure. probably enlisted. Yeah. Well, so he's yeah, talking that- about how the the vampire bled into the soil, and the plague yep. was caused by that. So that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So we can't, so the theories that you know you guys were having earlier are correct. Like the you know right the, on the plague bigger than that. So then we sort of come out to, come out of that backstory. We're back on the ship. Um, the ancient things, the vampires, not meant for the modern world. Over eons, they had become diminished, little more than carrion creatures, corpse eaters. But I woke him, Hagus, and through him the rest. So I don't know, like maybe they were in like a half sleep, you know, and they right. were just, yeah. they're like vulturing yeah. around. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. What are we doing? Yeah, we're not doing this. Up. Yeah, exactly. I've learned a great deal about them. Baltimore continues since that day. Vanessa, do you truly believe that the plague began in that same moment, that somehow you caused all of this. And and he says he does. This is the man you've chosen to follow, Vanessa. That's crazy. So he's like, yeah, I'm the cause of all this. You know what I mean? So you're just following around the guy that's going to attract a lot of bullshit. So congratulations. Have fun with that. (laughs) You have bad judgment. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. Pick better clothing and you know choose yeah. the people who you hang with pick clothing that can wise. physically stay on your body while you're doing active physical things <laughs> so they get their conversation gets interrupted by one of the people working on the ship the storm has worsened everyone every able hand on deck god help us all there are things out there you don't want to hear that that's not a good thing to say yeah what do you mean things what the i like how she extinguishes the lamp though because that can start a fire on a ship that's scary you don't want that that's true it's good thinking that's true so that's exactly what Baltimore asked, right? What What do you mean things? Right. You know, 
Everybody is literally hands-on trying to get control of the ship. Dear God. These guys look familiar. Yep. Yeah, definitely <laughs> some Hellboy imagery, right, with the giant jellyfish floating around. But um, That's some fucking freaky shit. That's amazing, yeah. Gigantic ghost jellyfish glowing around. That would be a horrific, scary ethereal. thing to see in the sky. I would be super psyched. I think that would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, like, just seeing, like, the size of the ship compared to the to the size yeah of the... it's outrageous yeah it's crazy where are you going i need a rifle something that with range even though these are giant monsters he still wants to attack them i'm gonna shoot <laughs> yeah. them i'm gonna shoot these giant ethereal <laughs> ghost jellyfish i'm gonna yeah. shoot them this guy this is a feral man yeah he's yeah got one track mind but she's like no leave them lord baltimore please and then he's like they're gone they've passed by then they weren't here for us at all Oh, Perhaps. that's weird. Yeah. Some other yeah. thing that we don't even know about. They're minding their own business. <laughs> yeah. Part of this world now. You may have never seen them before, but they come and go. Who cares? Or perhaps they've simply left us to our fate. You know, maybe they don't even care what's going on with them. Right. Yeah. Um, they don't give a shit. So maybe, maybe they're, they're just like, doing ghost jellyfish things in the like, ethereal plane. They're like, oh, shit, it's raining. Let's get out of this, Let's guys. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so we see the the ship is basically falling apart. It's getting demolished by the storm. Crack, we get an awesome um, noise effect. The ship's going down. We see Baltimore trying to help out. Vanessa holding on. And then we break to her grandmother. Don't be a fool, girl. Can't you see the curse that hangs over his head? Sort of. And she said, that, she said that to her before they left. That's not like... She doesn't have like a psychic ability to connect with her grandmother or something. That's a, that's a flashback. Yeah. Yeah, it's a flashback. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But she does have her scrying bowl. So she may She does awesome. have a scrying bowl. That's true. Mm. So maybe she's watching her. So, Van- the, yep. so Vanessa's in trouble here. She's drowning. She's tied up. Baltimore's there cutting her loose, pulls her up, and they get they get on a piece of you know wrecked ship. That's so scary, like a yeah. scary way to get drugged down because like if something just catches yeah. on oh, to yeah. you, like there's nothing you can do. No, there's a hundred million ropes. Yeah. She's like, why do you have all these weapons? And he's like, mm, probably to cut you free and save your life all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or drowned you. Or drowned you. Like, yeah. Yeah, this part I don't yeah. much get. I don't understand this part because they're washed up on the beach and there's a little crab here. I like this little crab dude. That's cute. Yeah. But she's like, oh, how did you manage to hold on to all those weapons without them dragging you down? And he goes, oh, there's so much a part of me that I don't feel their weight. Gravity doesn't care whether or not you feel <laughs> their weight. I'm sorry, but like, that's not how gravity He's works. He's so strunk. That's no. he's 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 built it up. He doesn't even feel it that anymore. He's so not strong. How gravity well, works. He's got a wooden leg, and the wooden leg wants to pull him up to the. Surface. The wooden leg is okay. You know that makes a little bit oh, more sense. Oh, the wooden leg provides but like then, a, some other like buoyancy. buoyancy. Yeah, yeah. But would you be able to swim properly? Wouldn't it, that be going to the surface, and then you can't swim right? No, I don't magic. Have no idea. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> it's magic. Maybe he spent a lot of time in a lake, seen going no, further it's and magic. further down. No, or. The weapons corrected the buoyancy issue, so it evened out. Oh, there yeah. you go. Okay. Because the leg is on one side and all the weapons are on the, uh, hanging on the other no, side. No, because you'd want them on the same side. Well, it evens out with all the belt, I guess, maybe. There you go. Also, that leg, the way that it works is magic. Yeah. So continuing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Please continue. But yeah, so, and we get Baltimore is upset that he lost his rifles and his harpoon. Right. So they're on the side. They have no working rifles or a harpoon. Come Vanessa, Hagus flies far ahead. We need to find another ship. So they're like on a wrecked island. And he's on like mission is number one. There won't be another ship, she says. This island is Farani Graveyard. 
no one comes here. So I looked up Ferrani. Hold on. Where was that? Okay. Mm, blah, 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 blah. Um, the Battle of Furiani, Siege of Furiani, also known as the Battle of Furiani, took place from July 5th to July 19th in 1763 between the Corsian troops and the armies of the Re- Republic of Genoa. The sixth, both longest and deadliest siege of village suffered during the 40 Years' War, 1729 to 1769. Wow. Oh, shit. So, wow, I didn't even uh, know about that. Good job there with the research, Wes. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I just put a name in Google. Bam. <laughs> i didn't look up the huns underwater fleet i looked up um the kaiser's underwater fleet mm. but that in here and they go submarines um i also look up the huns underwater fleet because these look older than the fleet that i looked up okay right. oh, okay they're like super steampunky submarines and i tried to find them that's what he's saying. So much for the Kaiser's secret underwater navy. He's very like. Oh, yeah. so maybe there's like a legend of a secret underwater navy. Right. Or something? It seems like a. It seems like a made up thing for this comic book. Yeah, I think it was potentially a made up thing, but Kaiser is German for um, emperor, and yeah. the Kaiser was like Kingdom of Prussia. Um, right. Lots of Kaisers involved, and in. so I looked up to try and find that, but I couldn't find that. There's lots yeah. of Kaisers involved in. There's lots of Kaisers. We don't need to get into it. Wars and then just the building of submarines. You know what else is and magic got- besides this guy's leg? This this lady's shirt. It's made of magic. Invisible straps and invisible straps. It's magic, probably. It's just magic. <laughs> it's the same magic that lets him walk with that leg. I don't know. It's magic. It's all magic. It's all magic. And then this this island is apparently haunted by the war's ghosts. Right. Yeah. Well. Vanessa says something evil was here before the war began. And that's why so many wrecked ships end up here. Oh, wow. Are you wishing now that you should have listened to your grandmother? Oh. My, grand- <laughs> my grandmother? I suppose a lifeboat would be asking too much. We This this page sort of breaks it up a little bit and gives us a little bit of humor, I felt like. But, yeah, that's good. You want um, some of that. Yeah, we get a nice little banter between Baltimore and Vanessa, I thought. <laughs> she's, not, she's not terribly bright, is she? Yeah, exactly. With her outfit, you know. Yeah. Maybe even find some shelter. We can spend the night. Do you think there are other survivors? I don't know. It doesn't feel like we're alone. Yeah, we see this creepy ship. I love that that shot of it in the distance. It's like, yeah, kind of when you pull back. Yeah, it's on the issue one. It's on the issue one cover. The ship with the coffin on the sail. Oh, right, right. It's a plague ship, Baltimore says. And then we get another crow Ooh. mood shot. While flying I do all, like all those crow ship. mood shots. Yeah. So it's a plague ship. So that doesn't sound fun at all. And then he sees something it- gross. Very gross. Kind of familiar for us who who read from the Hellboy universe. Hey, oh, have yeah. a look at this. Have a My look Lord, at this. Hey, I look at this gross thing. Check it out. Some sweet fungus. What is it? Some sort of fungus. <laughs> this guy is if, psyched. Um, if we didn't have Hey You Damn Guys, I would put have a look at this. Yeah. Have a look at this. Send us a have okay. a look at this. What do you think about send us, that? Send us some kind of fungus. I like that one better. <laughs> yeah, I know. It should be in a commercial. Wiley stays. He goes in. He wants. I love her. She's like, "Where are you going? I'm going to look at this. Some kind of fungus. I'm going over here." So it goes there in there, and it's a ship filled with plague, dead bodies, right? And the crows are just Vanessa. So we get we get a couple mood shots there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, 
I don't like it out there. It feels like I'm being watched, which she was. That was fair assumption. So let me step in some fungus instead. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she's immediately like, uh, why did I why did I do this? She's touching <laughs> it. She's touching it with her bare hands. Like I like looking at fun. I think fungus is cool. I like studying it. I like looking at it. I think it's awesome. I love mushrooms. I love fungus. But I'm not gonna touch a strange fungus I don't know about especially if it's covering a bunch of dead bodies on a plague ship i probably wouldn't touch it with my bare hands i'd look at it and be like "Ooh, cool and then get out of there yeah. <laughs> not only she's such a, she's like standing right in the middle of it she's <laughs> putting her hand on yes. there yeah anyway you don't know what that is we learn a little bit about the plague from baltimore because she she asked what baltimore is doing he's stabbing he's stabbing them <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it so casually. He's just kind of like the way that you would like get a spoon of like macaroni and cheese for yourself. He's just kind of like sort of just gently stabbing this corpse. But we do learn from Baltimore that not everyone that dies of the plague stays dead. Most of the plague dead do not rise. Very few become vampires. But I've seen others return as shambling, ravenous things. Oh. I think you're going to want to see this. So even though she's touching fungus, she sees something a lot more interesting. She sees something, yeah. It's like, that's where the source of the fungus. Yeah. Oh my God. What is it? Something to do with the plague. I've never seen its life before. Yeah. So let's well, talk about We're certainly breathing this. all of this in right yeah, now. Yeah. So it's like, um, <laughs> I thought this was really terrifying. It's like a dead body, but it's half taken over by fungus or the fungus is coming out of it. It's like half a body, half fungus. Well, I was thinking it like the fungus exploded out of its stomach. Oh. Mm. It came out of the corpse. That's what I was thinking too, Aubrey. Yeah. Like yeah. A time lapse of that might be cool to see. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not, that kinda, would be like a Nine Inch Nails music video. Yeah. Kind of crawl out of the body. Sure. Into the, uh, out, Absolutely. Out. In the lid of the coffin, you see those little like shelf fungus yeah, things? Yeah, shelf guys. You know what I mean? It's like, that's really, and that's some oh. nice detail right there by Ben Stenbeck. Yeah, that's cool. So she's like, does this have something to do with the plague? And he's like, I don't know. I'd never seen that shit before. What are we doing in here? I don't know, man. Yeah. She's like, please tell me we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of here now. He asked her to wait outside. He did. Let's, let's be he honest. He did do that. She's yep. very dumb so far. Only is she wearing a dress that potentially won't stay on, but she's also walking around in high heels. And she she just keeps getting into situations where he has to rescue her all the time. I don't like this character. I'm so done with her. I think that's I think that's fair. But we need we need someone. We need someone to get into trouble so he can rescue them. Yeah. On the way out, everybody like all the dead bodies come to life. Right. And she freaks out. She screams every. So like the action shots through this run are all like orange background you know yeah that's nice great. that's very cool um, oh we get a nice whack <laughs> he goes take it throws her a crucifix with Je- with a jesus on it jesus and, saves uh, she- the day well, always like thinking about it is it's like it's not the actual cross it's the faith that you believe in so you're putting the power into it and i like guess it. so if you were like yes. like a different religion you'd have a different symbol that right for you. yeah okay thanks yeah. christianity for saving the day <laughs> We get we either got that in a story or it shows up in a story, right? Did we yeah. already have that? Is that something that was already brought up before? I don't know. On the uh, help of, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it shows up in Baltimore too, like that explanation. It, maybe the Witchfinder or something like that. But um, Witchfinder, yeah. Witchfinder, Oh so yeah, she, yeah. She you're brands fine. this zombie vampire. And I like that slicing off half of. This I like that effect head. as yeah. it like has burned it's that cool. red into that. Yeah. Do you remember that movie from the 80s, Once Bitten? 
an oh uh vaguely there's, yeah there's this one part where this girl holds the cross up to the vampire and she's like honey i'm an atheist yeah <laughs> that's great oh, that's, that's great the explanation of the cross i like but i'm I'm still like well what if the person doesn't believe in it? like what if vanessa doesn't believe in it at all so how does you know it's the work right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's- but it's he's imbued her with it he's like here take this it will help you and she's like oh okay good i believe in this right. guy yeah so that could be so whatever yeah. he handed her maybe she could use it you know yeah yeah so she burns off a zombie he starts chunking off their the tops of their heads. <laughs> he sure does. Tells her to run. She gives back the crucifix on her way. She out. needed to be told that, by the way. Oh, I just she want to does point give that it out. Back. Yeah, yeah, she does hand it back. You know, I didn't look up this fifty on the soldier. I should have looked that up. I didn't. Oh, even I don't see know that. what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder Where? What that means. Oh, yeah, fifty. I don't know. Yeah. If anybody has listener feedback, let us know. So there's some cool action that's shots here. He's like, "Burn, damn you!" And he's stabbing them with stuff, and that's fun. Yeah, the action shots are awesome. Yeah. So they run outside. Vanessa gets outside, and immediately the zombie vampire monsters that are chasing after her start to sizzle. Oh, they, they right? burn in the sunlight. Okay. But they can't be that like zombie-ish, right? Because they're, they, they're able to speak. They can talk, yeah. yeah. Well, there are, there are some zombie movies where people where the zombies talk, like Return of the Living Dead. But these uh, are full sentences here that we're talking about. Oh, well, he yeah. said like, well, they know they said like, send more paramedics. Ah, Okay. <laughs> But that's brain. I feel like that's the first movie where brains shows up. Brains right. and they yes, everybody. that is that is the one. Yeah, <laughs> and we just get a shunk walk. We don't know what happened, but Baltimore walks out all bloody. Whatever was going on in that ship, Baltimore took care of it. That doesn't so infect him. The- They're not infected with the plague. None of this is. That's one thing that I thought about. Like what? the blood all over doesn't seem the, to the do the it. mushroom spores or the blood or anything like none of that. Maybe, maybe it's kind of like a. How's it work? A level, you know, like if you get too much, then it overwhelms you. Okay. You'll learn. You'll learn more about Baltimore. And okay, we'll we learn more. Work. Okay, we got to just wait. All right, it'll yeah. be fine. We'll figure. Yeah, it out. you just got to worry about for Baltimore. For Vanessa, she's probably screwed. But for Baltimore, you'll okay. learn more. So he's of, maybe got yeah. something going on that we don't know about yet that protects him from that, possibly. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would say. That. All right. We'll that just read on. We'll just read on. You intend us to sleep out here in the open? I presume you'd rather spend a night around a fire on the open shore than instead of in a ship full of dead men. Right. Which yeah. is, yeah. That's the alternative. That's the alternative. Yeah. Where else yeah. are we going to go? I don't know. This next page, I, I love this page. I don't yeah, know, I like, like these birds. Page. The shot of the one bird in the bottom right is awesome. Yeah, that's and, really cool. And the way that you follow the path of the, the fungus to the um, to the submarine. Yeah. It's fucking creepy <laughs> or it comes with the submarine all the way to us but you see like okay well that's sh- like it was in the ship and now it's in the submarine too like you know how far is this spread right yeah that's a really, like a really cool ominous way to end the chapter right there yeah and i love crows i don't if that's a crow right or is it a raven i don't even know crows are together ravens are by themselves right that's not necessarily true ravens are actually um they mate for life so they, they go yeah. in pairs typically. But yeah, that, that could be a crow probably, I would say. Do you guys want to discuss the next um, cover? Yeah, let's look at that. That's the Red Death that we saw um, in yeah. the second issue, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like telling you what's to come, right? So we get this graveyard and this priest. We get more, you know, crucifix and all that stuff. So yeah. there's I mean, a lot. Like, this is pulling from a lot of the story to come. Awesome Mignola work on this one. Really cool. Yeah, so, I love it when whenever Mignola draws a gravestone or anything like that. It's so cool. So He's an expert at it, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> so we're back on the island. They got the signal fire going. Sailors think this island is haunted, but how strong is the fear? Will the smoke of the fire be enough to draw them? Someone will come, Lord Baltimore. 
The sailors I've known would never ignore people stranded on a shipwreck. Not even here. So we got this underwater scene with a sweet hammerhead shark. Some more yeah. yeah. And I don't even know how many shipwrecks are on this island. A lot. <laughs> yeah, that's really they're creepy not. how many ships there are all over the place. And they're and gross. The they're all for? disgusting as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it even looks like they're covered in fungus down there. I, it could be other stuff, but even down there they look like, you know. Well, I mean, it could either be fungus or barnacles or something like that. Yeah. So Baltimore continues. They may tell themselves that they're just only ghosts here. Only the dead. If so, it won't be long until they're right. I wanted to give a shout out to our, our good friend and book club member, Brian Levy. Brian Levy? Oh, yeah. Book, book club, club member. member. Yeah. So Brian, I'm friends with him on uh, Instagram, and I was looking at his story, and I saw that he does music. He has some music. It's called Weird Fiction. Nice. Weird Fiction is haunted keyboard music for a ghost to listen to. And it's <laughs> That's on, great. And it's on Bandcamp. I love that. Uh, and so uh, I'll put a little clip of it in here. Uh, I was checking it out. It's two. It's a. Uh, it's two songs for a dollar. You know, go check out Weird Fiction, Brian Levy. The first song is called "There Are Ghosts Here." Aww. And he said that he took it from this line right here in Baltimore. Yeah, he oh, said. Uh, he said that 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 was the inspiration because he liked that line so much. Uh, there are only ghosts here. So that's that's the name of the song. Weird Fiction. Haunted keyboard music. Two songs for a dollar. So go check it that out. Sounds, Brian Levy. That yeah. sounds like Support our friends. my type of shit. Exactly. I'm into it. Let's see if this page is still on sale. Because a lot of these pages from Plague of Ships are still on sale. Oh, wow. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Brian Levy should own this, this page. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I mean, only if he wants to. So yeah, we get we see Baltimore's fishing, even though he later said he didn't want to eat anything out of the ocean that was over here. So I mean, he's he doesn't have his harpoon gun, but he's an expert marksmanship. With he made himself a little makeshift something. Yeah. yeah, but th- this page is awesome. I mean, th- and I love it whenever we get just an animal's face. You know, we get a dead fish's face, but yeah, I love it. When it that. Great I mean, colors by Dave it. Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. With every passing moment, Haggis Trail gets colder. So he really is only focused on one thing. He just wants to go get his vampire. Yeah, I like how he's like he's on an island surrounded by possible death and could die of starvation or whatever. And he's like, nope, I want to focus on Haggis. Yeah, I know. Well, at least he's keeping her alive. Yeah. Know? I imagine this isn't precisely the exodus you had in mind when you persuaded me to take you away from your village, Baltimore says. Vanessa... No more than being stranded here with me was a part of your plans. <laughs> yeah. You must have family somewhere. Don't you miss them? Oh, yes. And when Haggis is finally dead, I will join them. So we get back into his story. Yeah, the colors really shift here. I love this as we go into like the little history before everybody's all fucked up and sad or whatever. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's really nice. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, they show up to like a really nice town. Like this is like pre-plague there you know the plague has started but i don't think it's affected where where they are the plague had ravaged europe halting the war as men rushed home to be with those they loved or to die with them the vampires multiplied shadows stirred but i could not shake the feeling that Haggis's warning had been personal that this war was with me on the journey home i befriended the captain of the ship a brave man named demetrius Ashros. So I looked him up to see if there was more to that name. I didn't find anything. No, I looked it up too, yeah. So he gets home and he sees Elowen. He sees his wife and they run and hug each other. I mean, this this whole scene is pretty heartbreaking. The plague, Henry, it claimed them all. 
your parents and your sister, Helen too, they're all gone now. Yeah, um, he comes home and he finds out everybody's dead. I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's pretty that's crushing. Hard. Yeah. Time passed, summer turned to autumn. I had fallen into a terrible state, delirious with fever. I had become a hollow man. This shot that we see of him, like, laying there in the bed, he's all, like, catatonic and this is yeah. really messed up i was like wow and we get that imagery too of the little like soldiers does that have something to do with like the steadfast tin soldier right is that like the same imagery i guess yeah i looked up more of that stuff and on the previous page like the doctor has that blue flower in his um lapel i wonder now that i'm thinking i feel like that means something too i should have looked up that as well but yeah the tin soldier so i looked up more about the tin soldier story and it is the tin soldier in that story has one leg he falls in love with a woman. It's about their love. Like the moral of the story is that, you know, love will conquer or something like that. Mm. But it's a, um, what's it called when like it ends in like not good, like everybody dies. What's that called? Tragedy. Tragedy. <laughs> it's tragic. It's a tragic story. Yeah. So there's like a he goblin. He has the thing that I have. He has the thing. I do that. What? Where I can't think of a word. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can never never do that yeah but i also looked at ivory child um is a novel by h ritter haggard featuring alan quartermain less the same huh. quartermain from league of extraordinary gentlemen so that's like i feel like both of those tie-ins are maybe to the inspiration to who baltimore is right so the tin soldier right. is a it's a toy with one leg it's only got one leg it falls in love with a ballerina doll and it's basically goes through this horrible story where it gets thrown out a window by a goblin eaten by a fish and then finally comes back to its love and they like die together and then the ivory child is about alan quartermain i don't like know how much you guys have read about him like i only know from the comic book but quartermain is he like goes what to the wars in africa or whatever and is cursed to live forever oh um, okay or something like like he's he's pretty much like can't be killed and he's a rifleman and he, and I think he's like cursed by God or I don't remember how he's protected, but he's, you know, he just takes out evil and he's basically never, never going to die. Mm, okay. Just so yeah, him. those two things kind of yeah, tie together to make Lord Baltimore, right? Yeah. That's what I felt like. I felt like showing both of all of that is probably Mignola's way of being like, Hey, this is, this is where I got some of my ideas from. Yeah, Here that's I good. I like that. He's haunted. Like. That panel where he's yeah. all freaking out with his eyes all crazy, like he's thinking about all that stuff with yeah. Haggis and his trauma. And the plague that's destroying the world right now is linked to him. He feels like it. So his maid comes in. There's a doctor here to see you. He's got a terrible scar all down the right side of his face. I know. So then he freaks out. Yeah, that's uh -oh. awful to be like, oh, yeah, this guy's over at the this door. This guy's in your house. There's a guy in your house. That snaps him out of it, yeah. right? Yep. He's like up and at him right away. Up and at them. Up and at them. Up and at them. Up and at them. He gets his leg on. <laughs> Up and at them. Better. I like how we can just be waylaid by jackassery at the drop of a hat right. on this show. Yeah. Who's in our house? Yeah. But he looks like he's kind of fumbling down the stairs. Like he doesn't look like he's successfully He doesn't have the hang of the magic yet of this magical exactly. impossible contraption yeah so then we walk in on ellie giant splash page of oh, her out. that's yeah. no good awful yeah. oh, i don't like that at all yeah Ugh. immediately this becomes also a horror story instead of a horror story his response is very similar to what mine would be which is i'm in hell i'm in i'm yeah. in hell i mean yeah. that's it like i i have yeah it must be i'm in hell yeah but even better you get the laughing bastard devil bastard devil 
Let it be war, then. Let yeah. it be war. Yeah. yeah. Let it be war. War. <laughs> like those old, like, newsreels. War. Yeah. This is a pretty cinematic. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so flippant. Bastard no, devil. Good. I'm going to call you that from now on. I'm going to just, whenever I refer to you, I'll say, I'll say, Wes Mattis, <laughs> bastard devil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or what. <laughs> Wes Matice. <laughs> so, I don't know. We get this. We get this graveyard scene. That's pretty badass. I think it's awesome. That's good. Oh yeah, I, that's uh, Ben Stenbeck is doing his best Mignola toppled graveyard. I type don't know of thing. if that's yeah. a Mignola toppled graveyard at all because that's usually more layered and stacked. Okay. This is just kind of all spread out. That's his own thing. He's doing his own thing. Okay, I like it a lot. Yeah, I love this page. I think this is an awesome page. But we see yeah. a funeral. He's there with his funeral, and this priest is, you know, pretty prominent. He gets his own frame twice. So. Yeah, he's wearing a giant cross. Yeah, we're definitely supposed to pay attention to this character. Well, I mean, he, he's paying attention to Baltimore, who's like sitting right outside the crypt after everybody leaves. Right, but I think it's just like we're t- like the framing of him is like super obvious that he's gonna be a character that we have to deal with soon. Yeah, but it is a giant cross. It's, an it's abnormal way too view. big. <laughs> it's way too big. It's like a couture put- accessory that you'd see on a runway. you wouldn't buy that in a store you wouldn't wear that that's like a fucking that's runway couture that's not that's not an everyday wear kind of thing that's a statement necklace big time statement of what you're carrying something heavy around your neck i'm i'm very extremely christian so as they put baltimore's wife away in her crypt he takes a seat at the bench outside and stays there and we see the priest watching him and he's there even when the sun goes down right he's looks like he's sleeping there and the priest is still there watching. Come to me, Henry. And Ellie comes out of the crypt. Be with me. Gross. I don't like that. It kind of reminds me of like um, like Evil Dead or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's totally Evil Dead. This is interesting, yeah. though, because he says that he's seen enough on his journey home from war to know that she might rise. So he's seen this happen before. He was waiting there for right. her. Yeah. yeah. Specifically waiting for her to rise from the dead. Yeah. And he was like, sure. Yeah. Kill me. Great, do it. Yeah, but the priest is there ready to go, as I feared, enough. And then this Baltimore guy. smacks the priest away. He's like, oh, wait, fool. He's like, I know, I know, man. I got it. Like, but uh, <laughs> but we see that giant cross as like a sword. Uh-huh. It's, it's like a cross sword. Sure. If not for your soul, then for Eloins, Baltimore is like still like. He's like, difficult. my soul is black with grief. I'm already dead inside. What difference does it make if I'm dead? You know, like he's just a very like a. Yes. a yeah. He's a sad lad. And so this guy, I like how this guy rocks up all like I'm a badass. He's like, don't be a fool. This isn't your wife. And he's like, I know. I, I know. <laughs> like this guy, <laughs> He thinks he's like a superhero monk. But this guy is like, shut up. I don't care. But he convinces Baltimore. Like he, you know, he says, it's not for you. It's for Ella and your wife. If, you know? It's not for your soul. But we do. This totally looks like a like an evil dead scene. Yeah. Don't you love me? We get that action action color again the orange action color again so i like that he down. swings it from the bottom like it's a baseball bat or yeah. a tennis racket or something instead of taking it like you would like a sword like the, yeah. the, the, the he would take like the handle end of it and use it to to stab no he takes it he winds up like he's gonna fucking batter up and he does he fucking he, he, just, he clocks her he does and then he stabs yeah. her it's a great piece of choreography it's pretty interesting, I actually that. yeah i wasn't expecting yeah. that that's pretty funny. Damn you, husband. I am not your husband. And Priest is just there making sure it goes down the right it way. It sure is. I'm already damned. I'm like, so cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's super, yeah. It's super I love it. Though. I love it. 
it's as emo as it gets. <laughs> the colors are good on this page. Everything's very blue and, and yeah. dark and, and purpley and black and, and there's a lot of blue. It's it's very dark except for the um the weapon is this bright gold. It's very striking. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It doesn't it feels like there's a full moon too, you know, it's like the moon's gotta be out bright. Sure. Yeah. Right. It isn't over yet, the priest says. There's still work to be done. If you wish for her to truly be at rest, I know what must be done. So they make a pyre, and there we see the full moon. We get a pyre. That angel is in the cover, too, the crying angel. Oh, yeah, I Uh, like that. That's great in the foreground there. We see them make the pyre. We come in closer. We see her on fire, and then the bird sort of comes out. Yeah, so we uh, Mark had mentioned that 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 was going to be part of it. That's the vampire soul. Yeah, that has to die too. I guess you need to leave birds out of it. Yeah, they're not real yeah, birds. They're just shaped like birds. Oh, they're shaped like birds. Yeah. Oh, right, because wow. vampires can turn into anything. Okay, right. well, yeah. he needs to turn into a butt. Yeah, because he's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that whole idea of them having a destroy a soul, destroy I mean, the soul. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, you know, I mean. What if it's shaped like a big ghost jellyfish? How do you get it? Shit. How do you get it? Fucking, you get a fucking rifle and shoot it. Shoot it with a rifle, (laughs) apparently. That's how you do it. A big stick on the beach. A big stick on the beach. That's how you get a jellyfish. Oh, no. No. Those jellyfish were like three times as big as the ship that was in the water. That's true. You need a big stick? Need a bigger one. (laughs) (laughs) Leave jellyfish alone. Don't, Don't mess with them. But I do let the priest holds up the cross to Baltimore's face. He sure does. God has honed you with hammer and anvil. He has made you suffer so that the world might be spared for worse. Six months ago, I had a vision wall in my garden. A vision of what? The Red Death. So then Jeez. See, you know, the, I think you need to see death. a doctor. I don't think that's normal. Well, I think it's funny that we're in a we're in a flashback in a flashback. Yeah, we are. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But again, that incredible image of the Red Death. We saw it in the, I think, in issue two. That's also, very cool. Right? Yeah. yeah, that looks cool. I know. I like that shot on the bottom. It's pretty cool. Where they're like silhouetted. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Against oh, the yeah. fire. Really cool. Um, so then we get, we get back to the island. I have been hunting the monster that killed my wife. That is my sole purpose. If God has some other mission, he must find his own soldiers. <laughs> we'll be all right. There are no more enemies here. And she's like, happy. I don't know. <laughs> all that stuff. Famous that last words. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. Nobody's, there's no way I would sleep. No, there's no way. No, I would no. I mean, I would be too wired to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I love this pacing as we like pull out from the ship, the fungus, and then those like weird little sphere balls, they like open up. Oh, yeah. Yes. And the then little puff like, balls. The little, some gas is coming out, some creepy shit is coming out. Yeah, they're corpuscular. Maybe they don't get them, boys. Maybe the other, the Baltimore and the and what's her name don't get affected is because they're alive and it only affects dead flesh. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe the spores only affect dead flesh. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Maybe the plague kills them and the spores bring them back to life. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that bird flies away. Yeah, that bird Startled. that's watching them is like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here! I'm out of here! I have wings." Wait. <laughs> Is it possible all these birds could be vampire souls? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they have something to do with the vampires. Because yeah, he, he was in there stabbing vampires. And, and they're all just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watching. I mean, the idea of this, this is like chemical warfare stuff. This is messed up. Yeah, and you can't like protect yourself from that. You know what I mean? It's just like it's going to get at you somehow. Well, you could if you would stop running after it and chasing after sure, it and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Put on a mask. I'd just stay away there from it. <laughs> 
If I were Lord Baltimore, yeah. I would simply not run into the jaws of death. But I think he tried that, right? And he went home. Oh, know? right. And it didn't go well. Yeah. I would simply solve the problem a third way. With vengeance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. Or magic. Magic vengeance. Magic vengeance. Yeah. And then we're on to the last issue. Climax. There we go. Or at least of this short story. Okay, here I pulled up the cover so you can see it in okay. color. Oh, thank you, because that's much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very cool. cool. Yeah, I yeah, like why that. Why did they put this in sepia? That was a bad decision yeah. that somebody made. I don't like that. I think it's just supposed to be like chapter break pages. I guess, or something. Yeah, but yeah, give me but... the cover. Just put it. Just put it in yeah, there. I agree. Someone went through the trouble of, of coloring that. Master. Eisner Award winning master. Eisner, Eisner Award winning yeah. master color. It's got like the creepy greens kind of like very cool yeah, yeah. it looks great when it's not in yeah, sepia tones a lot of different versions of green in there a lot of different shades tones going think, on if he had originally intended it to be sepia tone okay that's fine but like he didn't he clearly didn't yeah well if we ever get to talk to any of them we'll ask him why no no ask him <laughs> no what's the editor well i'm sure it would be like i love coloring i just keep on coloring what yeah. they want to do yeah. with it after the color i like there you go there you go the man but yeah that's a beautiful cover but we do yeah. it it's that same ship again with the coffin on the sail Ooh. i don't know it's like on almost you know it's not on every single cover but oh, it's right i think you've heard enough of my story for now but there will be no peace for me not even in sleep so he's basically telling her he's not going to go to sleep but i wonder if they mark the plague shifts with the coffin i wonder if that's why the coffin is on the sail Right. Oh, okay. With the coffin, that's how they knew it was a plague ship. It's got to mean something, right? I feel like it's got to mean something to be. Yeah, for sure. There could be more to these crows because their eyes are glowing blue. That mouth, it seems like it's going hmm. I wonder if if it these ominous birds whose eyes are glowing blue. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be a coincidence. Could be a coincidence, or could be storytelling. How the last issue sort of ended ominously and. Baltimore being startled and then all of a sudden like it's like a like slow two page you know doesn't we don't like run full speed into battle no, right, right. We, it's very yeah. creepy yeah it sort of sets the tone back again this guy this guy this is making me nervous that doesn't look great the smoke coming out of that dude's face all the purple smoke coming out <laughs> yeah. of this and all the fungus is growing more and more those little bulbs are opening up and stuff like that's that. that's not yeah. a good sign from yeah, every single not- science fiction movie I've ever seen they're like <laughs> me what are they like one more time yeah that's what they're like that's what they're like that's exactly what they're doing yeah there's no sound effects but that's what they're doing there's no sound onomatopoeia is what they called. we got vanessa's having a nightmare there's zombies walking up on their camp but they're like crazy Uh, deformed there's a i guess we'll get into it a little bit more but there's a great uh note in the sketchbook where yeah uh, ben Stenbeck is like, um, some of these guys have a little bit of fungus on them. And there's a picture of one guy and it's like, and some of them have a lot. And then there's this one guy that's all deformed and he goes, yowza, I've got fungus on fungus. Oh, or something oh like okay. that. Anyway, it's in the sketchbook. That's it's great. hilarious. So he wanted a bunch of different yeah. varied guys. Okay. Yeah. Smorgasbord. Baltimore wakes up Vanessa. Lord Baltimore, I was so frightened, but I couldn't wake up. Sleep can be a prison. 
nightmares come. Yeah, that's scary to me. I like, don't like that at all. When you're having yeah. a nightmare, or you're when you're like have sleep paralysis or yeah, something like that. It's bad. And you just can't get up, yeah. but like you're terrified. Like that's the worst. Oh, it's man. bad. Sleep paralysis. That's a horrible is feeling. No and good. Then, uh, imagine if you're on a sleeping on the ground <laughs> on a fucking beach yeah. where there's fungus and monsters and plague shit. Fungus monsters. <laughs> yeah, fungus among us monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the I wonder if there's like some sort of sleep effect from the oh sport. maybe oh. yeah that's something too like he, he very what? gently and curiously what is this yeah what's this what, what is this he looks like his face looks like oh this is a, something this is interesting <laughs> curious but then he picks it up. up vanessa this is no dream and he turns it on his leg ready to go and you yeah. see his little his little um the nails inside of his leg Oh, you can kind of see it in that shot. Yeah. 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 So he goes right into action. Defend yourself, girl. Blam. <laughs> <laughs> like this zombie is crazy fungus. But Vanessa's there. What, however her top is staying on or not, she hits this guy in the face and sets his head on fire. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. She's got a torch, and then when she hits him, it sets it on fire. That's a great little detail there. Yeah, I love cool. that. And I like how he just turns away and walks away. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. And he sort of praises her for it, too. He's like, well done. They won't have us. Little more than hus. Let them burn. He throws the, the torch onto yeah, the ship. Onto the plague ship that they went in earlier. I think it's interesting. Like earlier, um, she had that cross and burnt that one vampire that handed it off to uh, Baltimore. And then she just burnt this other guy. He keeps taking all the weapons and she's he using to it, defend herself. He hands it. She hands it the flaming. He's you know, like, I mean, defend yourself. Defend yourself. While I grab all of yeah. your weapons that you're using to defend yourself and throwing them yeah. literally yards at least, away. At least she's grabbing a gun on the bottom panel. Yeah, she is. She's like, oh. You know, he's collected all his weapons from other people he's tried to help. <laughs> yeah, basically. But she's asking him, like, oh, how are these, how are they moving? Like, what what evil drives them? Honestly, that's that's something we can figure out later. Yeah, because... let's deal with this now and then <laughs> yeah. talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah, stop asking questions and grab that gun. So I can you're take it from you while you're using it to defend yourself. You'll get to shoot one monster, then it's all mine. And then mine. I'll take it, yeah. 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 I was so upset before about not having my rifles. Thank God you found me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a time of evil, Vanessa. The plague has planted seeds of thousand dreadful harvests. Now we reap what has sown. I love the diving oh, suit man. zombie oh. things. Dive in the diving suit and the bullets are bouncing off. That is so fucking rad. Yeah, this part is awesome. Because it's like, all right, they're handling these zombie guys. And then these guys come out in the suits and you're like, oh, man. How many submarine wrecks do you think are out there? Enough for war. Oh, there's Jeez. like zombie Fuck. submarine Nazi dudes. Yeah, this is amazing. Coming up out of the water, and there's just tons of them. I did look up the Iron Cross because they like made it like very, very. You could see it there. So yeah. it's just military decoration. Yeah, from the Kingdom of Prussia, later German Empire. So if this was like some a German Empire, yeah, no, there there wasn't arm. a quite a Nazi party but yet. It was after World War One. So, yeah. but it was like early days of like. Hey, we're Germany. We're yeah. coming back to do it again. We're doing another world war. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> but they talked about the Kaisers underwater. Yeah. 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 The, the design of these like uh, scuba suits are fucking amazing. <laughs> I know. I really love it. They're yeah. super creepy. I know. This one's got a skull and crossbones on it. Like somebody paint, painted the skull and crossbones on the shoulder of with the claw. Got a big claw. Yeah. 
Oh, you're on the double splash page. Yeah, this is tremendous. I was just like, wow, this is incredible. What is this weird claw? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an underwater thing. It's probably for like, um, I don't know, like picking up rocks or, or just... pipes or something yeah. like that. Okay, okay. And I was thinking like these suits have to be like sem- semi-automated, right? Like they can't be... Are they actually moving around in these suits, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have like um, hydraulics or something in them because... Um you know to help assist with the movement of it and all that but all these zombies are so cool they got the spores all over them in random spots yeah this one getting its head blown off and stuff like that vanessa's a good shot man i like that she can like hold her own yeah you know he's like yeah. defend yourself and she's like okay i'll try until you take it away yeah exactly he's like oh he's exactly. defending herself too well give me that weapon <laughs> she's shooting right through the glass i also like how it's like it, it wasn't her first shot because like you see like you know hit it once on that one page hit it second time on this other page and then yeah bam, the third shot goes right in the yeah. center and that's uh i love that shot too with all the like gross shit coming out amazing they're battling out these zombies that are coming out from the submarines they're just battling yeah, and I mean, yeah. they're running out of... They, they. I mean, there's no way, you know, you clearly see that they're outnumbered. From the page where we first see the sub, Submariners, I guess, like emerging from underneath the ocean, there's like thousands of them under there. Right. And the next page where we coming out of the ocean and there's a bunch of different zombies to this one. I mean, like, these pages are so cool. I can imagine being like, we have three pages of them fighting these Submariners coming out of the ocean. Like, should we take one out? And they're like, no, keep all three. Yeah. (laughs) I love, um, you know, there's this one that has all the different little eye ports and he stabs it with the sword. And then like, as he goes, run, like you see the shit pouring out of that one little hole that he stabbed, like as it falls backwards. I just love shit yeah, like that. It's so cool. I know, I love it too. Or the like giant trash can guy under like under there. He's like huge. Yeah, there's this one giant dude. I love the designs on this. It kind of reminds me of like Megwerther, like those weird um, underwater diving guys from the BPRD, the ONS Society. But these are like next level, mech, almost like mech type things. Yeah. I looked up the gun, the rifle she's holding. She's holding a Mosin Nagant. It's a bolt action rifle. Mosin Nagant. Okay, cool. Good yeah. job there, Aubrey. I've actually fired yeah. one. Oh, nice. <laughs> so Vanessa sort of takes the lead. We have to go on land. We don't know how many there are in the water. There's no shelter there. Not from this. But maybe they find one submarine. You want to take shelter in there? What if it's filled with these things? I don't think so. So they go climb up on them. Okay. So that submarine actually looks like it's a newer model than the other ones. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't look like there's a lot of fungus around it either. Yeah, we didn't see that trail leading into it. Open the hatch, girl. This is the only way you'll see the dawn. I can't see anything. (laughs) It's like, yeah. I mean, better. I mean, already, right? She like left one dark place to go like, whatever. I'm taking a chance. And now she's again, take this for light. It won't last long unless you find a lamp. You're not coming. I'll keep them away from you as long as I can. So he stays out there. But he still had one pistol. Yeah. He didn't have his rifle. But they'll infect you. Take this in case they get past me. What you do with the last bullet is up to you. So, And then he just jumps off to someone. You should shoot yourself in the head. Oh, God. That's pretty fucked up. That's exactly what he's implying. Yeah. Just kill yourself. He's got his kukri. That's the thing in his left hand. I know that. What is that? Kukri. Kukri. It's like a type of. I think it's called a kukri, but it's like a type of knife. Oh, nice. Okay. I love that shot as he's like leaping into the fray there. He doesn't give a shit. But I love that zombie. Like he's sort of in the back with this skeleton face. He's like hunched over. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Vanessa gets a little light. She finds a dead body. 
She's just like, please stay dead. <laughs> yeah, for real. She just sits there. God. I mean, as, as assuming this, like those spores don't get down there, that body should stay dead, right? I hope. Yeah, well, the the hatch was shut and it was away from the area, so yeah, it looked like it was sealed. But those crows are around; like they're not, they didn't run away; like they're hanging out around. What's what's going on? It seems you know? like yeah, like they're kind of like checking out the battle. I love Baltimore going after this trash can guy. That is like so oh, fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, I know. He's like, but he's got one sword stuck in the eye, and he's on the top, like pounding and pounding and pounding. So now we're back in the. We're now she's remembering the flashback again, right? Or she's remembering what yeah. what he told her. Yeah, yeah. What about the rest of your family? Were they tainted? Oh yes, Hagus had waited for the return before he murdered my wife and transformed her into a fiend. His whole family who died of the plague, they were also tainted by Hagus. But he had defiled them all, infected them with evil. Once I had put my beloved Elowin's soul to rest once more, I said after them, they hadn't gone far. His mother or his sister is in there creeping, going after a little baby. There'll be no blood for you tonight, Baltimore says. You wear my sister's face, but you are not she, abomination. And he throws a net with a bunch of crosses. <laughs> I think that's pretty I cool. I yeah. That was a pretty, you know, pretty neat thing that they did. <laughs> that is pretty neat. So we get back to Vanessa, some clank. Oh no, please. And we see Baltimore out there chopping heads, lopping arms. <laughs> Let me get back into the story inside of a nice, quiet, dark house. Please, Henry, set me free. Can't you see it's me? It's Helen, his sister says. I like how the bag, the the net is like smoking or something, right? While she's yeah. got her in there. He pulls her into a room where there's two other bodies there. What a beautiful family reunion. I, I assume that's his dad. Yeah, family. those are like yeah. his, his family members, man. He like netted them all up and brought them all into the living room together jeez and he just lights the whole thing on fire with the lighter that he gave yeah. vanessa, vanessa yeah. right? oh that's why she okay she's using the lighter and she's thinking of this right the cross is all over the net yep <laughs> yep bastard i'll hold your bloody heart in my hands his father says to him you won't leave us you won't his sister says bastard man what did he say earlier Bastard devil. Oh, Bastard devil. devil. <laughs> yeah, so then we see Vanessa. She's slowly losing fire, it looks like. Maybe, potentially, it's getting darker in there. Still freaked out. Baltimore's out there doing what he does. Chopping different types of fungus-covered zombies. <laughs> yeah, I love that he's just, like, chopped this one's face in half or whatever. It's pretty cool. But I feel like the the parallel or the what they're doing is, like, you know, he's... You know, he's been, this is what he does. You know, he did it to his family. He can do it to things he don't, he doesn't care about and just keep doing it. Right. No reservation. Age just flashes back and forth where we see Vanessa in the submarine, see Baltimore fighting the zombie, back to Vanessa, and then back to his home in the past. Yeah. Right. Watch, watching these, uh, it's like, I think it's his family home probably burning. And that's where, that's where yeah. he's hammering the nails in there. Like, I guess yeah. like for, yeah. he hammers three of them. So I guess the first three that he killed and then like they're like marking there he's keeping count you know in the other shot he had more than three in his leg so he clearly has killed more than what he can put in his leg so i don't know if there's like he keeps track of the people he cares about it's like people he remembers that he kills i don't know or like right. well, he, he's got well, he, four. Well, he does have a whole nice. bag of attacks there i know but at a certain yeah. point can he only put so many in the leg before the leg fucks up was that i think one is the yeah. is the limit there. <laughs> Was that just like his family members, though, I think? Because he yeah. doesn't put the whole bag yeah. of tax in his well, leg there. Well, they're saying that they, he has more later. Maybe it's just like, you know, like for major <laughs> vampires. Yeah. Major like, ones, yeah. Big, yeah. big deal vampires. Yeah, or at least maybe people that have been connected to him, like some people that he Headliners. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or maybe their soul lives in the nail and that's where the magic comes from. Oh, for the leg, it powers the leg. Oh, it has something to do with the leg magic. I love it, Wes. Thank you. I don't think so. No, no, that's canon now. It's canon now. It's book club canon. Oh, canon. I mean, this, the leg, when they do the zoom up on the leg, when they show the four like studs in the leg, I mean, it looks complex. Like that hinge looks complex. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's nothing for me there now. Nothing for me anywhere except for retribution. On the next page, it's the sun is up and Baltimore is just standing in the beach with his sword all bent. Yeah, his sword is all yeah. fucked up. He's all oh. ravaged and cut up. Look at yeah. his face is all slashed and everything. Yeah, and there's just zombies everywhere. I spotted a ship on the horizon. No doubt they've seen the smoke. I thought for certain you must be dead, Vanessa says. It's funny that he's like, I didn't want to wake you. It's like, right. probably she was terrified. And the only thing that would have made her not terrified is if he opened up the door and was like, hey, we're good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So she just, yeah. you know, just a little bit longer, you know? <laughs> I didn't, but I held my ground till morning. The sun finished the rest. These are yours. She gives him back his gun and his lighter. You should keep them. You may have need of them. I don't want them. <laughs> You know, she's like, yeah, get these cursed objects out of out of my <laughs> yeah. life. I want to go home, she says. The next page, Vanessa, I want to go home. That beat right there, I want to go home. I love that panel. Yeah, you know, and it's very kind of that like is- I don't know. It says a lot. There's a yeah. lot of storytelling right there with the whole, you know. Really I learned is. my lesson yeah. in Baltimore. You don't even see him. He's just like a shadow in the back with the smoke coming out. It's uh it's pretty incredible. Yeah, and they just so much together too and they're not with each other they're not comforting each other yeah. you know they're not like wow we made it they're like baltimore's over here and she's over there you know and a lot of times that's like the romantic catalyst for something but here it's just like i don't no, want to be no, with you anymore no. yeah i don't i don't want to have anything to do with you anymore yeah this was a mistake you're a good man lord baltimore but my grandmother was right you are cursed damned i would fear for my soul where i would remain with you and I do not want you to have to remember me with a hammer and a nail. I like this. I don't want this stuff. I want to go home. <laughs> He's like, I love that. And like, because like you said, usually it's like, oh, well, now we're on an adventure together. She's, nope, nope. I had enough of this. I had enough of it. She was so rich. She's like, I yeah. can go on an adventure. I'm tough. And now she's like, I don't. I want to go home. I'm, I'm out. I don't want this shit. I don't want any of it. Don't give me things. I want to go home. Um, it's time to go home. So, and she stays on the ship, and he gets off. So, I, I don't know what where you know what town he got off, but they go their separate ways. She goes back to where oh, she right, came from. Yeah. yeah. So then we go back to Villafranche. The village may be a ruin, but at least the spark of life and hope endures. I can have a life there with my grandmother at home. At least I will be safe. And then we hear a scream. How safe will she be? Oh no, safer than with him. Well, grandmother's there with the Inquisitor. I am the Inquisition, which... That's rude. You know the one who calls himself Lord Baltimore, the end. So this is presumably Judge Duke. Right. So he's saying, I want you to tell me everything you know about about this Baltimore guy, basically. Yeah, he's looking for him. He's looking for him. That's why he came into town, right? He came in there to, to put some brands on some yeah. people, like a rude, rude boy. So I imagine this yep. Lord Duvik is going to be a real Pain stickler. <laughs> He's going to be a real curmudgeon. Higgledy piggledy. <laughs> yeah. Higgledy piggledy. But I thought this was so interesting because yeah. they they do everything that you would normally do in one of these stories where you bring in the young woman with the hero 
they're going to go on an adventure. Yeah. Something's going to happen. But yeah. in, but at the end, instead of it being like a bonding or, hey, I'm out of here. She's like, no, <laughs> I'm out of I don't want anything to do. <laughs> I think that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, she's like, no, yeah. you are cursed. I like, like that. She's like, fuck yeah. you, actually. You know, um, I'm out of here. I thought that was really interesting and just kind of like a, a cool way, you know, this. Uh, a lot of it. You know, you kind of think you know where it's going, and then it's like, sure, it just does something. No, that was good. They're not going to be a team. No, we're not going to see her anymore. This is awful. This is, and I hate all of this. He's just going to go on and do his thing, and it's like, yeah, wow, dude. You know, anyway, it's it's yeah. She was like, oh wow, (laughs) it's good. And then this guy comes along, and he's like, I'm just going to brand people's faces and shit. What a fucker. He's a bastard devil. <laughs> reverse we don't just have bad witches like this is she's a good witch like she protected she is. this town you know what i mean yeah. in the outer verse there is a lot of good witches yeah you know and a lot of the others i appreciate that yeah. so nice no that's good um i did take a look at the sketchbook a little bit uh thanks aubrey for bringing the the, the trade yeah, the trade paperback version because I'm sure all that stuff is in the omnibus, but I don't want to go through the omnibus because I don't want to like to spoil myself stuff, yeah. or whatever. Right. One thing I thought was interesting was when they the vampires turn into the big bats, mm-hmm. they call them kites. Mm-hmm. The kites. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was a term that was used to, in the sketchbook. To sketch be clear, K I T E kites. We're not saying a terrible yeah. word. No, we're not like, saying yeah. a terrible word. Well, I just yeah, want to like make sure that we're yeah. like a kite. Yeah, like yeah. a yes. K I T E S. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go fly. Let's go yes, fly, fly some kites. kites. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, that I was just a, wanted to make sure. We're I thought pronouncing that was a that cool right. term, you know, yeah. for it. And there were some, there's some great sketches. There's some um, promotional images by Ben Stenbeck that are not in the book. And there are also some great designs of him doing all the fungus guys and all that kind sure. of stuff. It's really good just for that one guy that's going, yowza, I've got fungus on fungus or <laughs> oh, something man. like that. Anyway, it's fun for just good that. Stuff. Looks like they're missing like a branding opportunity not to sell giant bat kites for people to play with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah we should get one of those. Let's no. do it. Just don't fly it at night. Don't fly at night <laughs> or or during the sun. I don't know. <laughs> or, I don't know. Who knows? But in the sketchbook, you do get that. That's where that uh, no idea how it actually works. That's what you said last time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You also get some great Mignola. Yeah. yeah so there's the Mignola sketch of the of, of the, the leg. leg. And then there's also he he did the layout of that page that has the red death on it. So he did like a rough sketch yeah. of how. That's uh, not ben surprising at all. It looks it, like so. a Mignola. It's it very does. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. His spore pods, how they open up and all that stuff. Oh, and the little pods, how they open up. He also designed that. Yes, I have to post pictures of those on the social media. Awesome. Well, thank you, Wes, for guiding us through this installation of Bastard Devil Man. Yes. (laughs) Yes, my pleasure. It was fun. Awesome. Awesome. I hope that you guys are enjoying these monthly Baltimore installments. I'm so excited. We had to do this to shut you up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's great to check in with Wes uh, every it couple is. of no, weeks. It is no, it's great so to hang out with awesome. you, Wes, for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had such a great listener feedback section. Thank you for all the input. Yeah. And I'm excited what you guys uh, have to say about these Baltimore episodes. And now yes. Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody, Baltimore. That was a really good story. I very much enjoyed that. Um, and I want to hear what you think. You can send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. Plural. As always, 
you can find uh, the podcast on um, all your all your major podcast apps. You use it, we're probably there. But are you on Apple Podcasts? Though? We are on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts? And if you're on listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five star review, just like Matt Strackbine. No, Matt Strackbine. He's gonna take Matt Strackbine's lead. Finally, a book club for comics. (laughs) This is an outstanding (laughs) podcast with great revolving content that embraces the listener community. High quality conversations about all kinds of different comics, old and new, (laughs) with various book club members guest hosting alongside featured titles. Great write up there, Matt. Thank you so good. much for that review. Yes, thank you, Matt. And you that can, was really good. And you can leave a review too. Ah, and I'll drop my phone. You'll will. be so excited. You can leave a review and we'll read it on the podcast too. Awesome. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Garderhorn for the theme music. Thank you, Paul. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you, Wes, for joining us and uh, taking yeah. us on this Baltimore journey. It's uh, always fun to hang out with you. John, thank you for everything you do. Danielle, thank you for everything you do. As thank you well. for all my obnoxious interjections that's what i said okay (laughs) that's what he said next week we are reading invincibles issues one through four invincible by robert kirkman and Corey walker and that's your pick yes that is my pick i'm excited for y'all to jump through this so uh you know what to do they have it in trades omnis uh library editions digital editions even even floppies so oh, wow. grab those out and uh, join us. Go, go to your library, see if they have it. Oh, yes. On the Hoopla app. On yes. the Hoopla app. So you know what to do, guys. Join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a bastard devil. <laughs> I'm Ultra Mega. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Lovely saying, I suppose a lifeboat would be asking too much, right? <laughs> <laughs>